<laughs> All right. When you're when we're ministering and um, the guy's screaming, doesn't want to listen, and runs away, what are we supposed to do? 啊，他说在服侍的时候有人不停的叫，然后最后按手的时候他逃跑了，我们该怎么办？ Maybe it depends how fast you can run. <laughs> <laughs> 就在乎你可以跑得多快了。All right. Let's just go back to something we spoke of earlier. 刚刚才前面我们有讲过的。This is always their problem, not yours. 这是他的问题，不是你的问题。You were there to help them face their problem and deal with it. 你是去帮助他们面对问题。So if a person starts screaming, 所以一个人开始尖叫。Usually the best thing is either confront the demon immediately, 立刻去对付这个邪灵 ，or calm the person down. And dismantle the stronghold the demon is in. 先拆毁他的营垒。Which usually means you've got to deal with a sin issue or a forgiveness issue, or possibly a trauma. 可能要去对付的是他的罪的不原谅，或者是一一个呃惊吓的一个的发生的事情。If they run away, 如果他逃跑 ，you don't have to run after them. 啊，你不需要追过去。But it's helpful if you have. When you're ministering, two people doing the ministry. Work as a team. It's always better to be working as a team than working alone. One person leads the ministry. The other person supports. But you can change over on the way. The person supporting the ministry prays quietly. Listens to the Holy Spirit. Watches what's going on. And supports or helps the ministry. And may share the things that they're seeing and picking up. And possibly, if the person looks like they're going to run, they may be able to just hold them. In the big meetings, if people manifest strongly, you need to manage it properly. 如果在大场聚会，他们的这这个彰显很严重，你就要好好的来处理。You don't want them falling on top of someone. 你不要他跌到别人的身上。So we need to manage the ministry and contain wild manifestations. 所以你要去处理好这种的彰显的状况。Most time when you're working privately, the manifestations are not great. Especially if you've dismantled the demonic stronghold. Now, usually, in private, when you're ministering, the demonic strongholds are not so severe. Now, I have had some people try to run away. More than once. Usually, if they run away, they come back. Eventually, they come back. The worst one I had. Tried to leap out the window. 最严重的是有一次他从是从我们的窗户跳出去。Not very good because we were two stories up. 因为我们是两层楼高。It's all concrete down below. 下面都是水泥地。I had to grab his legs and hold him. 抓住他的腿。And and of course, unfortunately, there was a lot of traffic going by. 那最最糟糕的就是外面还有很多车子到处开过来。What kind of church is that? 哇，这是哪种教会啊？ So it's always best if you minister in pairs. So it's always best if you minister in pairs. And you、uh, deal with the root systems and share with the person how to cooperate in ministry. So you need to help him deal with the root systems. Rise up, take authority over it. Use minimal restraint. 
然后用用少的这个的，不不要一直紧紧的抓着。If someone wants to run, 如果他想要逃跑 ，it's hard to know whether it's a demon or just emotional upheaval taking place, panic. 所以你这你就不知道这到底是邪灵啊，还是是什么的一些彰显。You have to discern that. 你要能够去分辨。Just talk calmly to the person and calm them down. Get them to sit down again. 你好好的去跟他讲话，把他的情绪安静下来。What was going on inside? Interact again with the person. Again, if you do the preparation well, the manifestations usually are not large. It's when the preparation isn't properly done and the strongholds are still there. That's when you have the big manifestations. Right, second one similar. It's saying that um, you know that they're already manifesting. They're breathing hard, having headaches, whatever. But they're not willing to go up to front. How do you help them? He said in the group, this person is already starting to manifest, but he doesn't want to go up to front. How do you help him? Number one, there's go to the person. Go to that person. Now, when we're having mass deliverance happening, and I've got a good ministry team, I will look around for people who didn't come up but are obviously manifesting. And I go to them. And often, as I go to them, they get worse. So there are many reasons a person doesn't come up. One can be just pride. 有的时候是骄傲。Pride will stop us accessing what God has. 骄傲会阻止我们去经历。Sometimes it's fear. 有的时候是恐惧。And sometimes it's the demon itself. 有的时候是邪灵。Desperately trying to hold its ground in the person's life. 很想要抓住这个人的生命。And so the person seems like they're frozen to their seat. They won't move. 好像这个人就定在他的椅子上面动不了。Or they're looking for a way to run away. And so I've seen all of those things happen. And often, if I see someone uneasy and obviously manifesting, I'll just go to them. And the very act of going to them can suddenly bring it all up to the surface. But if if it doesn't get worse, go to them and talk to them. Remember, ministry is not something you do to someone. You are serving a person. You're helping the person come to freedom. Just because they're manifesting doesn't mean you have to deliver them. Always engage the person's cooperation. It's their problem. They need to reach out. They need to exercise their will to reach out to Jesus. I notice a strong tendency when I'm in Asia for people to see what's wrong with someone and then impose an answer on them. You need deliverance. They grab them, pull them up the front. It may be well-intentioned, but you're violating a person's will. God always got an important Gift God has given us is free will. 
上帝给我们一个很好的礼物，就是自由意志。God does not override our free will. 上帝不会超越我们的自由。God desires relationship. 上帝希望我们是有人际关系。In order to have relationship, 当我们要有关系 ，there has to be free will. 一定要有自由意志。If I impose my will on another against their will, I breach the relationship. 如果我逼我自己的意志在别人身上的话，就会伤害到他。Witchcraft is imposing the will of one person on another. 巫术就是把一个人的意志摆在别人的意志上。Either by manipulation, by intimidation, or total domination. 恐吓、压制、那强迫。So we have to be careful that in our desire to see people free. 所以当我们要人得到自由。That we operate legally. We operate according to God's way. You can be well-meaning, but violate God's laws. And when you do, it grieves the Holy Spirit. And another spirit is able to move. So always respect people's free will. Never override it. And if the person is unwilling, then talk with them or pray for them and believe for God to move their heart so they are willing. So, if this person is unwilling, then you pray for them to move their heart so they are willing. The exception, of course, to that is where you have, say, a child, and the parent must impose order on the child. If it's a child, then sometimes the parent must impose order on the child. Just as the government must impose order on the roads, or it's chaos. Just as the government must impose order on the roads, or it's chaos. There is a place for lawful authority to impose order, whether the person wants to or not. So, sometimes there is a place for lawful authority to impose order, whether the person wants to or not. That's functioning in a way that protects the the. The area of responsibility. That in this area is a responsibility. So there's a place where you can impose your will when there's a violation of safety. So in this area, when you're ministering, spiritual authority is always relational. It comes about because of trust. It comes about because people are invited. Now you notice. When Jesus went to his hometown, they refused him. When Jesus went to another city in Samaria, they rejected him. And now, in each situation, there was a different response. In his hometown, he just Went to the ones who were open, prayed for them, and ministered to them. He taught them. In Samaria, he just carried on. If they didn't want him, he just moved on. His disciples, however, got very angry. We should call fire down. And he says, "You don't know what spirit. You've got a wrong spirit." The fact they rejected us, we just forgive them and bless them. We're not going to impose our will on them. So I had a situation one time, for example. And I was in Taiwan. And I was in a, a, a meeting of business people, and there was a teenager there. And the mother 
obviously wanted me to pray for the teenager. Forced her to come to an adult meal that she didn't want to be at. And she was obviously rebellious all through. She had that look on her. And I thought as soon as the meal's over, that mum's going to drag her up. The girl was about 16. Sure enough, the mother grabbed her hand, dragged her up. Pastor, pray for my daughter. And there were two things apparent. One, the daughter didn't want to be there. And obviously didn't want me to pray for her. And two, I didn't want the mother to make me pray for her either. So I dealt with it this way. So this is called witchcraft. She's trying to impose her will on the girl and on me. She's trying to make something happen. It's called witchcraft. Imposing your will violates God's order. So this is how I handled it. I said to the mother, please leave me alone with your daughter. The mother was quite happy, she wandered off. Then I said to the girl, you don't want me to pray for you, do you? She said, no. I said, your mother's trying to make you get prayer, isn't she? Yes. I said, well, I don't want to pray for you. And your mother's trying to make me pray for you. And the girl just grinned. And then we were able to relax. Because we got rid of the mother's agenda. So both of us are proclaiming our freedom from mother. <laughs> so then we can talk. And so as we talk, I ask her about what's going on and talk to her about her life. And she shared her heart. And I found out in about 15 minutes all about her life and what's going on. I knew more about her than her mother knew. And then I, I, and she was being bullied in school. She was having a massive problem in her life. And it was hurting her and she didn't feel she could talk to her mother about it. So in the end I said to her, would you like me to pray for you? Yes, please. So I was able to pray for her and God touched her. Now you understand, she would never have received ministry with an attitude of rebellion. She had to let her heart be touched. Respect for her. And by being willing to listen to her heart. Now, it's unfortunate that often in this culture, people pressure others against their will. And the person, if you impose your will on someone else, they feel rejected and they usually rebel. Spiritual authority is very relational in nature. So it was like Jesus said, you want, I give, you don't want, okay. So if God doesn't pressure people like that, why would we do that? It's part of a mindset or a way of thinking about people 
that actually hurts them. The kingdom of God is relational in its nature. So all ministry flows out of relationship. Even when I come into a church, I make sure I connect with the leader. Relationally connect. Find out what they're doing. How I can help them. I don't come in to do what I can do. Always to work with someone to help them. And that way, we build the connection that makes ministry work well. The kingdom of heaven, its authority is relational in nature. So that's the interesting thing. Although Jesus will save you, you must make your own decision whether you'll love him and follow him. He offers you the freedom. You decide whether you're going to love him and walk with him. And if you choose not to, he will let you. He'll keep pursuing you with love, but he will let you decide what you're going to do. He will let you choose sin over him. He will let you choose an eternity separated from him. Rather than imposes will on you. It's important to understand that. That in order for there to be relationship, there has to be free will. And the risk is the person may choose to do something you don't want. That's the risk God was willing to take with man. But he never stopped loving us. Think about the prodigal son. He rebelled against his father. His father let him take the journey of independence. Even though it was self-destructive. So he didn't try and control him. But he always in his heart was ready to forgive. Before the son came back, the father already had forgiveness for him. That's how God operates. So when the son came back, see the father saw him a long way off. He already was looking. He already was longing. And he was ready immediately. Already there was forgiveness. He just wanted the son to come back. And the son discovered relationship with his father. He discovered what was of real value. The older brother was living in uh, in constant uh, agitation. He looked like he was the good brother, but actually he was full of resentment and didn't understand his father's heart. So in that parable, the father had two lost sons. An angry one who stayed at home, an angry one who left, but one came back and entered in. Okay. So, what are the words? Once you cast out demon, where does it go? Does it stay on something, possess oh. something else, or like control something else? Oh, we've seen them to the neighboring country. Uh, demons are territorial. 
The kingdom of darkness is a highly structured kingdom. Layers and levels of spiritual authority. And so they're structured over the nation, so when you cast the demons out, there is no record of Jesus ever sending one into hell. So my and not only that, he taught, they just go through dry places. So if Jesus had said or authorized us to cast them into hell, he would have either taught it or modeled it. So demons continue to just roam looking for someone to get access to. So you command them to go out. They will flee in terror. And they'll wander looking for someone to get into. And possibly return to the original person. Seeking for a chance to come in. So there seems to be, uh, it's when Jesus returns. The Bible says he will bring the devil down with all his angels and presumably demons into the pit for a thousand years. So it, it seems that at the return of Jesus, that demonic influence in the world will be restrained for a thousand years. So there'll be a thousand years of peaceful governance when the earth is restored. There'll be no demonic interference, but there will still be the issues of sin. And at the end of the thousand years, the demons are released again. Then the final end comes. So in the meantime, cast them out and disciple people to follow Jesus. The, the remedy a person has to be uh, in victory over demons is to stay filled with the Holy Spirit and vigilant in their personal life. Okay. Now, why do we have headaches before ministry or maybe there's some accidents before ministry? Oh, yeah, okay. Read it out then. The answer is reasonably evident, but we will develop it. You are about to violently displace a demon from where it's been happy to live. It knows what you're up to. It knows what's coming. And it fights back. You corner a wild dog, it'll bite you. So the short term is that we are engaged in spiritual conflict. So demonic resistance takes place before, during, and after ministry. And it's helpful if you learn to recognize what it is. If you don't recognize what it is, the chances are you'll come under it or you'll become very discouraged in ministry. I have experienced 
massive demonic resistance in all kinds of forms over the years. 我在这我常常遇见了不同的属灵的抵挡。For example, when I first came to Taiwan, 比如说我刚来到台湾 ，into Bread of Life Church， 到灵粮堂。They introduced me to the interpreter. He 翻介绍翻译给我 Next time I come, another interpreter. 再一次来又换一个翻译 They only last one day. 就只用了一天就不行了 Then they finish. 然后他们就生病 Sick. 生病了 Cannot function. 没有办法再翻译 Each day, different different interpreter. 每一天一个不一样的翻译 They're starting to run out of interpreters. 他们最后没翻译了 Because everyone who works with me gets sick. 每一个跟我同工的都生病 It's just demonic resistance. This is demonic resistance. I remember being in one place. 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 I remember Oh, okay. I do. I do. Okay. <laughs> okay. So demonic resistance occurs before ministry. So, and usually it comes in a number of forms. It helps if you recognize what some of those forms are. So, if you recognize these forms, it's good. First. Irritations. You will. 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 You Conflicts in close relationship. In this very intimate relationship, there will be problems. With your wife or spouse. Wife, if there's any problem between you, then suddenly it flares up just before you're about to minister. You walk away and you're devastated. Now you've got a minister. So there can be problems with accidents, irritations, difficulties. Conflicts, or people just suddenly become highly critical of you and attack you just before you're ready to do something. 就或者是突然间你要服侍之前，他们就批评论断你。So usually it's not major; it's just more irritating and energy draining. 大部分的时候哈不是很严重，但是就只会吸掉你的力量。And it's just part of life. 这就是生命的一部分。You're in a war. Get used to it. 你在打仗，习惯吧。You've got to be strong and rise up above it. 你就是要刚强兴起。So when these things come, just be aware. 当这些事情来，就要注意。That you're in spiritual conflict. 你在属灵的征战。Sometimes sickness can come. 疾病可能会来。Ah, sometimes you find you can't get sleep. 或者是有的时候你睡不着。Suddenly awake and you've got these. Agitated, or you feel a high level of agitation inside you, or you feel a sick feeling, like you're afraid of what's going to happen. All that is just demonic resistance. That's all it is. Pray and speak against it. Refuse to come under it. 
不要在这个压力之下。So、you overcome death with life. You've got to rise above it. 你要用生命胜过死亡。Realize what it is. 你要发现这是什么。It's just spirits resisting. 这只是敌人的邪灵。And you just need to arise in your spirit, pray strongly in tongues. 你就在灵里头兴起胜过他。And guard your peace. 啊，保守你的平安。Colossians 3:15. 格罗西书三章十五节。Let the peace of God keep your heart. 让神的平安保守你的心。So stay at peace. 要在平安里头。So that's what happens before. So this is before, and I have had all kinds of things. Like I remember going to New Life. I first went to New Life. I go and it's wonderful. Everything high tech. And then much to their embarrassment, we just had power failure after power failure after power failure. I've given up trying to make PowerPoint work. There will always seem to malfunction. Lights going off, sound going off. But you just have to be able to stay calm and continue in spite of it. Just refuse to be intimidated. So I found the first three times I came, three or four times I came to Taiwan. Interpreters would get sick. Then I would get sick. Either just before I came, or usually in the middle of ministry. Get a chest infection, and then it's hard to breathe, hard to speak. Quite embarrassing, really. Come to bring the power of God. I just made a decision. I would not quit. I would continue. And then it all just stopped. So the devil will push on you to see what you're made of. You've got to draw on the Lord and not quit. If you don't quit, you'll win. You may look like you're getting nowhere, but if you won't quit, you win. Having done all, stand. Then you win. So you just don't quit. Never quit. So eventually, after about three to four visits to Taiwan, I have never been sick since. It's like it just didn't work. In, uh, in Singapore, we used to have trouble with vehicles. Very embarrassing. First time I was there, we had a car accident. Then recently, cars break down with no reason. Very embarrassing for them. They want to present everything well, and then the car breaks down. No explanation. After I've gone, it works. So these are just things that happen. I was in Bantan Island. Every time I pray, the power would fail in my room. Sit down to study, the power would fail. It's only my room. The only room. And it got embarrassing because people are coming back. I'm having to ask, come fix, fix. And my room. Just continue power failure. And then a short time after I left, the whole thing burnt down. It's just stuff happens. So get used to it. Get used 
to unusual things happening. Don't worry about them. Sometimes I'll have people just start shouting at me. I don't even know who they are. They're furious at me. Don't worry. Just keep going. Stay. Keep your focus on Jesus and what you're called to do. Pray in the Spirit. Keep, keep your heart at rest. And even if you feel very, very bad, just determine you won't quit. If you won't quit, you'll win. So even the worst situations can become the best ministry. So if I see opposition, I know good ministry here. Even Paul said, we wanted to come to you, but Satan hindered us. This is just this is a reality when you enter this realm. So don't be frightened of Just be alert that spiritual warfare is very real. And whenever you're involved in soul winning or in the deliverance area, you will face real spiritual conflict. Sometimes I've had demons come and manifest in the home. Oh, I just pray in tongues and command them to go and they soon leave. You have authority. I give you authority over serpents, corpus, all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall in any wise harm you. This won't be harmed, but you may be irritated and inconvenienced. So when, I, when I look at all of the various demonic attacks I've had, they were irritating. For a while, I used to for a while, I used to have um, uh, financial setbacks. I would have things break down, things stolen, a lot of things stolen. A lot of things would have accidents, unexplained accidents. In fact, I had so many that in the end, my insurance company wouldn't insure me anymore. I had to find another one. And I found another one. This has got to be demonic. But it was attacking me in an area I felt vulnerable. So I, I, it changed. In the end, it changed. Now it doesn't happen. It changed when I read this verse. The thief, when he's discovered, must restore tenfold, sevenfold rather. So every time anything happened, I would claim restore sevenfold. So I began to speak over my life. Every attempt to steal from me, I would end up with increased blessing. And that's exactly what happened. If anything ever got stolen, I got something better in place. Anything got damaged, it was better in its place. And then it all stopped. It just stopped. And I didn't have any more trouble with it again. It's like you have to obtain victory over these various areas. And it's just a small, notice all irritating. And you've just got to get victory over them. So uh, attacks can come before ministry to irritate you and get you distressed so you lose your confidence to minister and feel condemned. 
你就去面对这些。第三个，第三个，第三个，第三个，第三个，第三个，第三个，第三个，第三个，第三个，第三个，第三个，第三个，第三个，第三个，第三个，第三个，第三个，第三个，第三个，第三个，第三个，第三个，
呃，觉得啊，我是一个失败者。Those are the big areas that come. 这是一个很大来的问题。Feelings of depression, feelings of failure. 因为里头觉得很沮丧、失败者，觉得自己不够。Feeling like I never want to do this again. 我再也不要做这个了。And I have that. 我常常这个感觉。It just happens. 就是会发生。Sometimes I finish ministering. 有的是刚服侍完。I said I've had enough. I don't want to ever do any more of this again. I'm so tired. I can't do this anymore. Because I feel dirty with all the demons I've been interacting with. I feel physically tired. I feel emotionally drained. So you have to plan a strategy of dealing with this. So with your with the physical area, you need to just get good sleep. So in the body, you need to get good sleep and good food, protein. Not too much carbohydrate or sweet things. Get protein into your body. Don't eat too much sugar, sugar, sugar. So in I'm in the ministry flow, I eat quite a bit of protein. So when I'm in ministry flow, I eat quite a bit of protein. So when I'm in ministry flow, I eat quite a bit of protein. So when I'm in ministry flow, I eat quite a bit of protein. So when I'm in ministry flow, I eat quite a bit of protein. So when I'm in ministry flow, I eat quite a bit of protein. So when I'm in ministry flow, I eat quite a bit of protein. So when I'm in ministry flow, I eat quite a bit of protein. So when I'm in ministry flow, I eat quite a bit of protein. So when I'm in ministry flow, I eat quite a Just time in the presence of the Lord. So your soul just needs this quiet. Play some worship music, soft music. Some good music. And you may not feel like praying a lot or doing a lot, but just be in a place where there's worship going on. But you just in a quiet environment. So just come into a meeting and just worship. Just to a meeting and just worship. Without trying to do anything. Without trying to do anything. Just learn to just come into the presence of God and enjoy Him. Just learn to just come into the presence of God and enjoy Him. Not try to do anything hard or energy draining. Not try to do anything hard or energy draining. Just pray quietly. Thank you, Lord. Just draw near to Him. The Bible says, "Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength." Isaiah 40. So waiting is entwining with Him. So it is with Him. Worshiping Him. So for me right now, I just can't wait to get home. So for me right now, I just can't wait to get home. So for me right now, I just can't wait to get home. So for me right now, I just can't wait to get home. So for me right now, I just can't wait to get home. So for me right now, I just can't wait to get home. So for me right now, I just can't wait to get home. So for me right now, I just And I pray, and I experience the Lord. And I am so looking forward to being able to do that again. Literally can't wait. Now, I I do something similar here. Hotel is quite good, so I'll get up early and I'll walk around, around and around. I walk probably about an hour praying. So I walk around. As at home, where I'm out in the open air and I can enjoy God, I've found a place meeting God. So you should build in your own life a place of meeting God. So you should find a place where you can meet God. It's a place you go regularly. It becomes a habit. So when you're there, you have associations that you're with God. So you're there, you know that you're with God. And so I have learned, for example, that. Is I just walk and begin to pray and meditate. So I can one by one, I begin to think. I've learned to experience God that way. I begin to experience God that way. So the moment I get on, we've got a walking track that goes out into the country. So I, 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 A real experience with God. So when I come into the hotel, I try and find a place I can walk, 
where I'm not going to bump into anything. And once I start walking and praying, I just go back to where I am each day when I'm at home. So everyone needs to find a place to meet with God. Jesus used to rise early while it was dark and pray. I noticed something when about getting up early. Asians don't like getting up early. They tend to stay up late. I found this about getting up early. I found if I got up at 6 a.m., there's people already moving and there's cars going, there's people going to work. It's starting to get noisy. But I noticed if I got up an hour earlier, there's no one around. It's very quiet. The atmosphere is quiet. There's no human busyness. Therefore, there's less demonic activity. So I found early while it's dark, I can enjoy God. And, and, and I've done it enough that I now enjoy it. It's not a discipline, it's now a delight. So if you are irregular in your times with God, you never develop the pattern of meeting with Him. And, and so ministry, you need to find a retreat to get alone with God again. To refresh your spirit. So body, just sleep. Plenty sleep. Good protein. Okay then, so, uh, spirit, you just need to worship God and enjoy Him. Get back into the Word of God. And then uh, your soul. Now your soul Particularly needs refreshing. People usually know about the first two, but they don't think about their soul. When people fail and sin, it's because something happened in their soul. So we're just going to limit it to one area, your emotional tank. All of us seem to have an emotional tank. When your emotional tank is full, you can take on the world. When your emotional tank is empty, even little things are very big. <laughs> so when your emotional tank is full, manage life well. But when you're feeling your emotions are drained, then you feel very, you feel rejected quite easily. Everything big, everything little is big. Irritated by lots of things. You know what? It's just your emotional tank is empty. So you have to learn about that. And what you do is you learn what does it take to refresh your soul. And every one of us will learn to refresh their soul differently. So I have found what I like. I like the sea. I love the waves. Oh, I go by the waves and... Oh. I relax. I go out in the boat. Oh, wonderful. I feel relaxed. I feel fresh again. I've recovered inside. Or can be near nature, near a river. Nature is beautiful. 
place to let your soul be refreshed. Or sometimes I'll just have music on. And I love string quartets. I like soft music. And I just let it just flow in me. And I feel a lot better. So you've got to find what works for you. I enjoy a walk. Especially a walk out in the countryside. Some people like a hobby. They feel relaxed when they do something with their hands. Some people relax when they do gardening. They just feel grounded again. It's like Especially if I have too many spiritual things, I've got to get grounded again. So you find things that you enjoy and don't feel guilty doing it. So you don't feel guilty about enjoying something. So you may like to have like a nice meal, candlelight meal with a little bit of romantic atmosphere. Some of you would do you good to do that. Because you neglect your soul. Neglect your soul, you pay a price. So everyone needs to learn how to recover. For some it may be shopping. And they just go to a shop and just fossick around, buy some things, feel very happy. Had a wonderful day. So you've got others, they don't want to go in a shop. Stress. So for example, when my soul gets depleted, I can't make decisions. And they take me to a restaurant. Which do you want? I don't know. And I don't want to even think. Just decide for me. I'm too empty. I can't do that. I just can't. Just put something in front and I'll eat it. So I've learned to be aware of where I my emotional and spiritual state When your body is tired, replenished by food and rest, spirit is dirtied by all this ministry and and tired and drained, worship. When your soul is empty, do something that you relax. And I found that if you're very, very tired, it'll have to be a very low energy thing. Sometimes I'm just so tired, I can't even be bothered doing something I'd like doing. I just need to sleep first, then do the replenishing the soul. So these are things you need to learn. So you look after yourself. You are responsible for your body, soul, and spirit. There are more people to minister to than you could possibly help. So the number one person to help is you. You look after you. You be your own caretaker. Guard that ministry doesn't take away from you so much that you're left depleted. In Acts 20 verse 28, Paul spoke to the elders and he said this, Take heed to yourselves and to the flock. 
他说你要照顾好你自己，还有羊群。So the first person to care for is yourself. 所以第一个要照顾好的是谁？就是自己。If you are in bad condition, 如果你的状况很糟糕 ，your ministry is affected. 你的服侍就会受损。You must invest in and build and keep yourself strong. 那你要先投资在自己身上，才会是变得是好的。I am very passionate to serve and do things. 我非常喜欢能够去服侍。So I constantly go right out to the edge. 所以我我没有办法，我我常常喜欢就是走到这个呃呃。But I've learned the need to rest. 我我发学习我需我发现我需要学习要去休息。So after I've been ministering heavily, 我常常服侍太多了。I'll draw back and go to sleep. 那我就回去去睡个觉。And just have some worship music. 然后就去一些的敬拜。And then start to pray again. Sometimes I found, I had to choose between praying and sleeping. You know which one I usually choose? Sleep. Because if I'm that tired, I need the sleep. I'll be too tired to pray and be concentrating. So I found sometimes the best preparation for ministry. That I found sometimes to prepare properly rested. Is you first need to rest. So for example, if I go out on a boat and have a day out on a boat on Saturday, Sunday ministry is just the best. So I found that if I go out on a boat and have a day out on a boat on Saturday, Sunday ministry is just From the place of rest. Rest in your body. Rest in your soul. If you're in turmoil, ministry does not flow well. So you've got to look after yourself. Now, if you notice with Jesus, there were times they were so busy they were too busy to eat. Say now, let's go aside and have a rest. Obviously, he was very, very busy. Getting a boat falls asleep straight away. 到船上就睡着了 Sleep in the middle of a storm. 暴风雨都还在睡 He was very tired. 他很累 So he learned to manage his ministry. 他也学习去平安。Get up early in the morning and pray. 早上起来去祷告 Sometimes all night in prayer. 整个晚上在祷告 So he guarded his inner life. 他保守他内在的生活 Because out of your inner life flows your exterior life. 因为在你内在的生活才会有到影响到你外在的生活 Okay, so I I hope that has helped you. 希望这个对你们有帮助 It's quite important. It's very important you look after yourself. 很重要，你要照顾好自己 Amen. Any questions? We we covered them. Last one, okay? Last one. Um, I try to imagine to be connected with God, but I can't. I can't. Yeah. 有想象，但呃，有想象，但无法与主产生连接。Okay, that's not easy to solve that one. 这个解决这个问题不太容易。But we'll just talk a little bit about it. 那就跟你讲一点点。I try to imagine being connected with God. 我试着想象与主连接。But I can't. 但是没有办法。So there could be a problem in one of two areas. 可能有两个的问题。One, the imagination. 一个是你的想象力。Ah, two, connection. So we'll just start with the first one. So, 第一个 some people have not trained and developed their ability to picture things. 可能他们没有训练他们想象力 It's just they haven't developed that area. 他们就是没有去训练这一块 In other words, they tend to work cognitively of structured thought 
rather than intuitively of pictures. Uh, some people may not be able to use their imagination because they have traumatic pictures. So they've shut down that part of them because to start to go there brings up trauma. So they learn to live just out of their head and logic thoughts. The language of the heart is a language of pictures of spontaneous flow. So if I'm going to, we're going to connect with God, I have to tune in to spontaneous flow. So without sitting with the person to try and find out why there are blocks in the imagination, we could say this, you can cultivate your imagination, you can develop this area, if there are trauma, you need ministry to deal with them, because a part of your God-given abilities is in demonic control. So if there are trauma and that's the reason you can't use your imagination, then you need to address that, get some counsel and help. Because this is, this is an access point for the flows of vision and revelation. If you can't use your imagination just because you've never developed that part, again, it can be a demonic bondage to reasoning. Many deliverance. But what you can do is start to develop your imagination. Look at something for a while, and then close your eyes and try to remember what that looks like. Try to see all of the details. You could take a story in the Bible. And read the story several times, and then try to picture that story. Like you were one of the people in that picture. So you can develop your imagination. You can exercise and grow that area of your life. Now the person said, "I can't see in my imagination myself connected." The reason that one of the reasons that that could be happening is that you have been disconnected most of your life. And therefore, your heart has a stronghold of disconnection. That probably you don't just see yourself not connected to God, you don't see yourself connected anywhere. One of the first uh, things a child has to learn is bonding. That's connecting, attaching. And so the role of a mother on the infant is very, very important. The first task a child must learn in terms of development is connection. Then it needs to learn to be independent about the age of two. If the bonding process with the mother 
is uh, interrupted or damaged in some way. Then the child feels disconnected all their life. And they struggle in all their relationships to connect. Uh, there's a scripture that goes like this. You taught me to trust on my mother's breast. Trust is developed in an infant with the mother. So if the mother is angry, or possibly the mother's had attempted abortions, or never wanted this child, the child would sense and react. So some children never bond with their mother. One, because they've had a major reaction to what they perceived was danger while they were in the womb. Or the mother herself was so disconnected she couldn't bond and communicate love. So to her the child's a task. That's unnatural. That's unnatural. That mother had a bondage in her life. So they give most of the work to a maid. And the child never learns to bond properly. That is a traumatic experience that needs healing. It leads to a belief that I'm not acceptable. It leads to a bondage of loneliness and, 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 and abandonment and disconnection. And, and that person who has that problem uh, probably has it in all relationships. Very painful. Because we need connection. God's made us to connect. Or a second possibility around that is that they had a major issue with their father. Jesus came to teach us that God is Father. So if God is a Father and I've got issues about my Father of anger and bitterness and resentment, how can my heart connect with God as Father when the very Word causes me to feel angry? So many people I find can pray to Jesus but find it hard to picture God as a loving Father. Because their own Father was not loving and could have been quite destructive. We tend to project onto God the image we have of our Father. So if He was cold and distant, God is cold and distant. If He was violent and abusive, and God is someone to be feared. Now the head may say something else, but the heart knows its pain. So if a child has been rejected by his father, is angry about his father, is disconnected from his father, he will have similar issues in his relationship with God. The journey out of that requires healing and restoring, getting to know the heart of God as a father. It means resolving 
the unresolved breaches with your father. Coming to a place of acknowledging pain and releasing forgiveness, letting go judgments. And then making a conscious effort to honor. The Bible says, honor your father and mother. Place value on them. Give them room in your heart. And life will go well with you. And you'll live long. So if we fail to honor our parents, problems come in relationships. Okay, so the person says, I, I try with my imagination, I can't feel connected to God. So, uh, number one, develop your ability to imagine and to see things. Begin to stir. Secondly, begin to use what I've done, meditating, taking pictures of Jesus meeting people. So for example, you could take the story of Jesus meeting the woman at the well. Think about her life, broken, damaged, rejected, ashamed, abandoned, not once but five times. Read the story and do some research. Try to build up a picture of what that would look like. And how Jesus would interact with her. And then try to picture that. And see yourself as the woman being welcomed by Jesus. Or as the leper in Mark 1 being touched by Jesus. And if you find reactions coming up, ask the question, what am I feeling? What is that reaction? And then try to put a name on it so you can work with it. If you find, in spite of all that I have shared, that the disconnection continues, you need counsel and help to penetrate where in your heart these blocks are. Disconnection is unnatural. It's unnatural. And it's the consequence of something wrong on the inside. God has designed us for connection. To enjoy being connected and close. And if there is a block in there, something caused it. So you need someone to help you find out what the causes of the disconnection are. Inevitably, it'll go back to your mother or father. first experiences of connection. parental role is vital in shaping our view of ourselves and of life. disconnected, and can't seem to connect, there is a stronghold to tear down. A demonic spirit, some belief structure, and some emotional pain. And you would need counsel to pull it all out to the open so that you become healed in that area and able to connect. Okay, that's the best I can do without having a deeper awareness 
of the specific person in their situation. 这是我尽量可以讲的，因为我没有真的很深的认识这个人。Okay. Okay. So we've looked at Jesus' ministry. 我们看了耶稣的服侍。We've seen how real demons are. 我们看邪灵是多真实。The reality of the spirit world. 看到属灵的真实面。And we saw the ministry of Jesus. 我们看到耶稣的服侍。We looked at his delivering people. 我们看到他怎么带领人。We looked at him teaching about deliverance in the spirit world. 他怎么教导？ We looked about the need to remove demonic structures. 要挪走属灵的架构。We identified what they were. 我们看到他们是什么。We talked about the beliefs of the heart. 那心里头的信念。The reactions in the heart. 我们的回应。Some of the legal doorways demons come in. 通常邪灵可以进来的一些门。The way traumatic experiences open the way for spirits. 或者是一些的的的灵里头的。We saw what Jesus did on the cross to set us free. 我们看到耶稣为我们做什么在十字架上。And we saw there's a part we must play in. We laid out the foundations. Keys to dismantle the structures. Then we talked about the need to identify the root problems. Take the problem. And then find how it, where it began. 看到这问题从哪里来的 ？What contributes to the problem? 什么带出的问题 ？Generational problems. 这个呃呃世代的问题。Traumatic experiences. 创伤的问题。Attachments. 连接。Inner vows. 内在宣言。Bitter judgments. 苦读。Traumatic pictures, 创伤的画面 ，patterns of sin, 罪的习惯 ，demonic spirits, 邪灵。We needed to destroy the holes and then command the spirits to come out. 我们要拆毁它，然后吩咐邪灵出来。After the person is free, 当这个人自由 ，they need to be built. 他要被建造 ，through building strong prayer. 要有强，强壮的祷告。要默想神的话语。Dealing with sin and offences very quickly. 对付罪与冒犯。Learning to forgive people very quickly. 学习快速的原谅人。Keeping near to God by addressing those sin issues. 你要离神非常的近来面对问题。I believe if we're going to grow, people need to be connected into a small group. 如果我们要成长的话，人们需要能够在小组里头。Need to set a plan for how they're going to grow. 要有计划怎么去成长。So. You've started out. We shared also about how to move in the spirit. So we've also learned how to move in the spirit. So we've also learned how to move in the spirit. So we've also learned how to move in the spirit. So we've also learned how to move in the spirit. So we've also learned how to move in the spirit. So we've also learned how to move in the spirit. So we've also learned how to move in the spirit. So we've also learned how to move in the spirit. So we've also learned how to move in the spirit. So we've also learned how to Moving in the gifts of the Spirit comes about as we listen to God and we respond. And we saw that there are difficulties come in ministry. You just have to rise up and overcome them. Sometimes there are challenges before, during, and after ministry. Consider them opportunities to grow. Keep in mind. A vision that you'll be a powerful minister of God. Practice building your time with God and meditating on His power flowing through you. And use every opportunity you can to minister. And every time you minister, it's an opportunity to learn. It may not be a hundred percent successful, but you can learn from it. You learn what works. You learn what didn't work. And sometimes you learn where your lacks are. And it will encourage you to learn more, study more, 
Amen. Father, we just thank you for each person here. I thank you for this wonderful class. I thank you for all that you have done. And I pray for your power to flow through these different ones. May they become mighty in the things of the Spirit. I pray you'll give them many opportunities to minister. To set people free. To release the power of God. To help people get breakthroughs. Lord, we give you all the honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.